Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome, this is Dwell in the Word for Wednesday, July 20th. It is Wednesday, we'll be looking at the first part of Isaiah chapter 6. But before we begin, a prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and love, and that we may obtain that which you do promise, make us to love that which you do command. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Okay, as I said, we are in the beginning of Isaiah 6 today. We're going to read Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 through verse 7. Hear the word of the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory." And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Well, here we are in Isaiah 6, and just like a few days back, I have a memory of a song from 90s Christian music to remind me of this passage. Just a few days back, I mentioned the song Women of Zion by Johnny Q. Public. Well, today, the song is Isaiah 6 from the punk band called One Bad Pig. Yes, that was their name. They even had a little mascot who was a pig dressed in leather and it was spikes and stuff. Yeah, it was interesting. But anyway, that is a part of my past I thoroughly enjoy and have fond memories of. I remember seeing One Bad Pig at the Sunshine Music Festival in Wilmer, Minnesota. I think it would have been in 91 or 92. A fantastic show. Uh, but I remember them performing this song, Isaiah 6. And the idea behind the song and the idea behind the passage here is the absolute holiness of God and being convicted of our sin because of it. Now we see here that Isaiah sees this uh, vision or sees God in the temple. And he also sees these seraphim. Now, we have this description of the seraphim. We don't know exactly what they looked like, but we do know that they had six wings. Now, we would naturally think that the six wings would be useful for flying faster or flying longer. But here Isaiah tells us that they cover their face, that they cover their feet, and with two they are flying. Well, the reason they might be covering the feet, we we think, is because the words used here could be feet or legs, uh, probably the idea of modesty, of, of covering covering themselves up is the idea there. But with the face, we get the idea that 
God is holy. God is absolutely holy. And so they're covering their face from seeing the mighty one, the almighty, holy God of Israel. And then with the last two, they are flying. Well, what do they say? And I love, I love this phrase here. I don't know why it draws, it draws me in, but, and one called to another, like they're calling back and forth the absolute holiness of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, if you're familiar at all with the teaching of R.C. Sproul, uh, you know what I'm about to say about holy, holy, holy. Now, in, in Hebrew, uh, repetition is the way in which you have emphasis. And as R.C. Sproul teaches in his teaching on the holiness of God, and, and specifically of this passage, usually we see the idea of something being amplified to the second level. Uh, for example, if it was a pit, uh, if it's a really deep pit, we might call it a pit pit. I think that's the example actually R.C. Sproul uses. Uh, so I'm stealing that from him. But we don't see anywhere in Scripture, anywhere else in the Hebrew language where it's taken to the third level. But here it is. God is not just holy. God is not just holy, holy. It's taken to the third level. He is holy, holy, holy. God is absolutely the holiest thing that we could ever possibly imagine. And we can't even really fully imagine the holiness of God because he is He is pure, he is perfect, he is mighty. He is all those things that we know God to be. And we see here that when this is when this is revealed to Isaiah, the foundations of the temple shake. Now remember, this would have, the, the idea of the temple would have been one of the biggest, most secure buildings that these people would have understood in their world, right? This was a big building by their standards, but yet God is able to shake it. He is more powerful than even the building that, that is to contain his holiness uh, for the worship and the sacrifice of the people. And so God shakes the thresholds here, but it, it also, the temple is filled with smoke. Now, the smoke from the incense in the, the law, the idea is that it, it veils the holiness of God from the priests who are going into the Holy of Holies. And so that's also the idea that we see here. But we see what Isaiah's reaction is. Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. This is a really powerful thing. Because we have seen God speaking out against the iniquity, against the idolatry, against everything that is going on in Judah, Jerusalem, and Israel, right? And it's talking about the people, the people. And it's really easy when we think about sin to think about those people over there, right? But when Isaiah is confronted with the absolute holiness of God, he understands his own iniquity. He understands that it isn't just those people over there who have unclean lips. He understands that his lips are unclean also. And that is the point of, of understanding the holiness of God. That is the point of understanding and truly understanding God's law that we understand it isn't just other people. It is me too. I am holy or I am not holy, but God is. And so I need a cure. I need something to make it so that I can be in the presence of God. And then we see this amazing image that the seraphim fly to Isaiah and they took take this burning coal 
from the altar and they touch the mouth of Isaiah. And essentially they burn his unclean lips clean. And what do they tell him? Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Notice that Isaiah doesn't do this. He has no activity in this whatsoever other than his statement of repentance and his, his acknowledgement of his sinfulness. And what happens? God provides a means by which he is having his sins taken away, that he is uh, forgiven. And so as we think of this passage, may we understand the absolute holiness of God. When we come into his presence, when we worship him, may we, we acknowledge that he is holy and we are not, and we need him. We are not able to clean our lips on our own because we are amidst a, an unclean people ourselves, right? We need God to make us clean. And so may we continually understand the holiness of God. May we desire to be forgiven. May we desire to understand fully the depth of what Christ has done for us, that he has come through the power of God, and he has given us this gift of faith that helps us to understand that we are made holy, not by what we do, but by what he has done, by the truth that our sin is atoned for because of what Christ has done for us in his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. Let's finish up with prayer. Triune God, you are three times holy, and the whole earth is full of your glory. Apart from the righteousness of Christ given to us as a gift, we are lost, for we are unclean in the midst of an unclean people. And we know that on our own, we are unworthy to enter into your presence. And so we are so grateful that in Christ, our guilt has been taken away and our sin has been atoned for. May we daily come to you in repentance and faith, desiring to do your will. Today we lift up to you the missionaries that our congregation supports. We lift up those who serve here in our nation and those that serve in other parts of the globe. Bless them with the gift of perseverance as they desire to spread your word to a lost and dying world. And we especially pray for the work of our missionaries in the Netherlands. We ask that you would bless their ministry and provide them with opportunities to share your word, strengthen them, to continue to do the good work that you have put before them to do. And we praise and thank you that we have heard your word, and we ask you would grant us faith to trust in the power that it has to work in our lives through your Holy Spirit. For we know that you are at work in us to convict us of sin and unbelief, that you might sanctify us and conform us to the image of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Okay, that has us through Isaiah 6 chapter or Isaiah chapter 6 through verse 7 we'll pick up with verse 8 on Friday we will see you then thank you for listening to dwell in the word you can find more information about first reformed church at our website edgertonfrc.org dwell in the word episodes are available each week on Monday Wednesday and Friday you can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel 